Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, I'm Emma Gillespie filling in for Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Last month, American singer-songwriter Halsey shared a video on TikTok that was watched more than 8 million times in 24 hours. It wasn't the sort of TikTok you might have expected from a pop star. A day in the lifestyle video or another viral dance moment, which is more along the lines of what the record label wanted. No, it was an expose, revealing the power that major labels yield when it comes to what's expected from today's biggest artists and from their social media presence. This has really kind of sparked a big conversation about the role that social media and TikTok plays in an artist's marketing and in song distribution. And the fact that, you know, a lot of artists are saying, if you want us to create these moments or want us to create this kind of content on TikTok, provide the resources. As the line between musician and content creator becomes ever more blurred, today we're jumping into the world of music marketing to find out how it's changed, how artists are feeling about it, and how record labels are using the popularity of TikTok to their advantage and on the cheap. American singer-songwriter Halsey is a 27-year-old artist who's risen to dominate international charts since her 2015 debut. You might have heard them on tracks like this. And this. In March last year, Halsey came out as non-binary and uses both she, her and they, them pronouns, which is why you'll hear me switching between the two. Halsey isn't just a decorated artist. They've also commanded a massive social media following over the last few years with 30 million Instagram followers and nearly 5 million followers on TikTok. But it was her May 23 TikTok post that's got everyone talking. In the video, Halsey stares at the camera while a song plays behind them. Basically, I have a song that I love that I want to release ASAP, but my record label won't let me, the video's captions read. She continues, I've been in this industry for eight years and I've sold over 165 million records. And my record company is saying that I can't release it until they can fake a viral moment on TikTok. Everything is marketing. And they are doing this to basically every artist these days. I'm tired, they said. The video went gangbusters instantly, and it was widely shared across social media as pressure began to mount on Capitol Records, their label, to release the song. Halsey uploaded a second video. 
In the background, you can hear a man's voice explaining the tactic that's been agreed on. Because mm-hmm. it would be Halsey so good, mm-hmm. and they would get the art on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think we put that up like sometime between Monday and Wednesday, whenever they can get the artwork ingested. Mm-hmm. What? I just hate this. Oh, I know. I hate it. It sucks. In sharing her frustration, Halsey did end up getting that viral moment. And today, the song she was talking about, So Good, has been released. But for her masses of fans, it lifted the lid on an industry-wide shift towards using TikTok to market new music. And it's left many wondering if the music of one of the most commercially successful singers in the world right now could be held hostage. What precedent is being set for up-and-comers? Grammy-nominated songwriter Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine reluctantly posted this video of her singing with a huge sigh at the start and a caption that read, The label are begging me for lo-fi TikToks, so here you go, please send help, with a skull and crossbone emoji. I'll find that when I look down, every page is empty. Chelsea McLaughlin is a senior entertainment writer at Mamma Mia and co-host of pop culture podcast The Spill. Chelsea says more and more we are seeing labels expecting their artists to use TikTok in this way. FKA Twigs posted a video saying she got told off for not making enough TikToks, which then she later deleted. Other artists who have come forward include Noah Cyrus and a couple of more niche artists like Banks and King Princess. What does it mean for a song to go viral on TikTok? Why is it so important to these labels? I guess there are a couple of different ways or reasons that a song could go viral. So maybe it could be for a dance trend like Lizzo's new song About Damn Time or maybe because there's a particular lyric or a transition that works well for skits or, you know, showing off camera roll photos, that kind of thing. But it's important for labels because ultimately it's a pretty low-effort, high-reward marketing strategy. So if a song takes off on TikTok, it can reach really wide audiences in a really short space of time. So it can pop up on your For You page, for example. And because TikTok makes it really easy to make videos with existing sounds... Like, you know, that's kind of the whole point. If you like a song, you can make a video and then that video is linked to all the other videos that also use that sound. So it's just really good marketing. It reaches more people than a billboard and it's probably a lot cheaper than a billboard. And then you can see the direct impact of the virality on charts and streaming, which obviously then earns musicians and labels money. Since the pandemic, TikTok dances have become such a thing. Has that contributed to the pressure on artists to make music that can be used in that way specifically? I think there are definitely artists who want the TikTok virality, so they will try and manufacture that. So, for example, Drake hired some pretty well-known dancers to create a dance for a song he was working on in 2020. This ended up being called the Tootsie Slide and became a really popular dance and sound on TikTok. So there is a sense that some artists are kind of, you know, coming at a song with TikTok in mind. But then if we look at Lizzo again with About Damn Time, by all accounts, she didn't really know that the dance that's now viral was being created. But once it was created, she really leaned into it. You know, she learned it herself. She was sharing other people's videos, commenting her support on videos from fans and just really encouraging others to give it a go, which obviously then made the song more viral. So that's great for her, that's great for the song's success more broadly. So it means that anyone who is a musician, going back to Florence maybe, that she's going to have to put in more effort into something that might not come naturally to her. 
you may want to be in the studio doing the music, putting the music out, and then touring the music. But in between, you know, after your show, you might have to go and make a weird TikTok that you're not necessarily, you might not understand what it is and what you're doing. But it's this pressure that's coming from the label to, you know, reach an audience that you may not necessarily want to reach or have reached otherwise. But there's no guarantee when it comes to the nature of what will and won't go viral, meaning this more guerrilla style of marketing places a lot of expectation and extra work on the artist and with no guarantee of success. The response that I saw from a lot of local Australian talent was ultimately that being an artist is not synonymous with being a content creator. That's Lucy Smith. She's a music journalist and host of Mornings on Triple J. Lucy, it's been over two weeks since Halsey took to TikTok to tell us her label wouldn't let her release new music until she went viral. We now know that that moment in itself went kind of ironically viral, but it's also snowballed into a broader movement across the music industry. What have we seen happen since that May 23 post from Halsey? A lot of artists are saying, if you want us to create these moments or want us to create this kind of content on TikTok, provide the resources you know, and provide that kind of team or that element to lean on. And we're hearing that particularly from independent artists as well. Speaking up about this via Triple J, we got so many local artists getting in touch saying there's a lot of pressure in an industry where the goalposts are already constantly changing and moving to have to wear so many different hats. And for this to kind of come across in a way where It particularly affects women and, you know, non-binary artists as well, particularly solo artists, where you are kind of on your own in this one. So not only are you creating this music, but you're having to market it on your own as well under the guise of, I guess, TikTok being this space where you can be lo-fi. So maybe labels wouldn't think that they need these resources, but in turn, it's another outlet where expression is required. Yeah, it's interesting that you sort of mentioned the indie artists there and and the dialogue you've been hearing through Triple J. A lot of people sort of saying, well, here's an artist, Halsey, at the top of her game. She sold something like 160 million records. If she's being held to this standard of virality, you know, what does that tell us about the future of the industry and and the content pipeline for up-and-coming artists? This is something that I was worried about, you know, the expectation that would be placed on artists who are not only making music but still finding their voice, finding their identity. I think for anyone who has ever posted something on social media, if your heart's not in it and you're not feeling good about it, it's not going to come across authentically. We can say that even with our own personal accounts as well. So to ask an artist to put something up that they're not confident in, that's the first issue. The second one is the expectation that things can and will go viral or that they will blow up on TikTok. That algorithm is so unpredictable that nothing is a reassurance on there. You know, you don't know what's going to pop off. It could be the most simplistic video. It could be something that really did have a big team and resources behind it. You simply can't pick what is going to go viral on that app. Lucy reckons not only does this new marketing strategy by labels place a lot of pressure on new artists, but it can undermine the work they put into their music too. Not only have they poured their heart and souls into this music while still trying to get it off the ground, but then to have to find a new way to present that music in a way that's maybe cute, kitsch, cheeky, uh, the TikTok dance, it kind of just denotes the performance in and of itself and denotes the music that they've made anyway to then expect for it to be in this bite-sized, snappy, instantly viral or potentially blow up real. It does worry me, to be honest. 
there would be this pressure on up-and-coming artists who, yeah, still are finding their way in this industry. Lucy, you're a music journal, of course, but you're also a bit of a content creator yourself on TikTok. So as someone with insight into both of those worlds, did this story surprise you at all or did it feel inevitable? To be honest, it did surprise me. It did. And it surprised me, yeah, with Adele who said in her Zane Lowe interview, they want me to get on TikTok. And she was like, TikTok or what? And, you know, Florence of the Machine, Florence Welch saying, you know, my label's begging me to make TikToks. This really surprised me because I would understand, weirdly, maybe asking an up-and-coming artist to get on TikTok so they can give more slice of life show more sides of themselves, let the audience get a better taste of their character. But for these artists who we already know them, we already love them, we already know what they're about, they're already selling out stadiums, they're our mainstays, to ask them to almost reintroduce themselves on an app and provide lo-fi content, that really surprised me. I'm like, yeah, it gave me secondhand embarrassment because part of their charm and part of what draws us to them is in their mystique. It's the fact that we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. It's the fact that when they release music, that's a big deal because we're hearing from Adele again. We're hearing from Florence and the Sheen again. What they have to say is in the music. We've heard about a lot of female artists that this is impacting. Does that tell us that this pressure to go viral is disproportionately impacting women? Absolutely. Yeah. And I've noticed it particularly with female artists in the pop world as well. And I think that's because labels or artists themselves, they see people who do it really well. I'm talking about Doja Cat. I'm talking about Lizzo, who have lived their life on the internet. And that was prior to being in the public eye as well. They know these platforms. They know how to use them. They know their audience. Lil Nas X as well is another example of this. So I dare say it is something that affects um, genderqueer people as well or the LGBTQ plus community and artists within that community. But I think it's definitely something that's more kind of asked of women in a way because We are so used to being vulnerable and kind of bearing all and they already do that so much in their music. But, yeah, artists like Charlie XCX, FKA Twigs, you know, (laughs) pouring their heart out on tape and then also this expectation that they need to do so on the internet too. Do we think that we're now going to see more of a shift towards indie labels? If artists feel like they're going to be heard and have more autonomy over their work and how it's released, I could absolutely see more of them heading towards a more independent route and feeling more backed in that way in releasing their music, having a voice and a platform and using the platforms that feel is best for their message and best for how they want to put out their music. I can definitely see it happening. But for now, major labels kind of just need to, I think, listen to artists and understand that TikTok in particular as an app not everyone is going to get that viral moment and that's okay. It's so unpredictable. As debate continues across all corners of the internet over whether or not this was a publicity stunt, Halsey has started a conversation and it feels like one labels can't ignore. She's proven she isn't the only one. We could see labels doubling down with even stricter contracts or will the balance of power shift towards artists first? If labels are social media obsessed... Maybe that's because we are too. That's it for the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Emma Gillespie, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Tom Lyon. This podcast was made by Mamma Mia, the only women's media company in Australia. 
If you want to support women's media, we'd love it if you became a Mamma Mia subscriber. There's a link in the show notes.